We are back, Minds Like Minds podcast. Uh, I'm your host, R.L. Melpika, and I have a special guest with me today, Gina Scott. How are you doing, Gina? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Everyone out there, Gina Scott uh, is from Herbal Fae. She has a, a, a shop that we're going to dive into. Uh, for all my people listening and, and watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your lower right-hand corner, Minds Like Minds, where we talk you know, conscious living, uh, spirituality, social issues, mental health, all from a high frequency perspective. So uh, for everyone live right now, thank you for, for joining in. Feel free to chime in with comments uh, as we go. But um, I'm excited, Gene. I'm excited to have you here to, to you know, just conversate a little bit and uh, have a good time. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I really sure. appreciate it. For sure. You know, it's going to um, be fun. <laughs> Um, you know, I followed you on, on Instagram and, you know, I saw some of the things you were posting uh, about your shop and, and whatnot. So I thought it would be a, a great idea to have you on here because, you know, we promote and profess conscious, um, holistic, uh, natural type of living. Um, and, and you promote that as well. So I thought it'd be awesome to have you on here. Um, but first and foremost, I want people to get to know you. Uh, you know, tell us. Tell us your background, you know, where you live, where you're from, all that, all that fun stuff. So I was born and raised in a small town in Connecticut, Oxford, Connecticut, residential town in New Haven County. Um, and I drove across country to live in Arizona for three years and I drove back and now I'm back here kind of figuring things out, started my own business. So kind of where I'm at. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, starting your own business is a huge step. Huge. How was yeah. that? What was that process like? Ooh, it's something. Wow. I've never been asked that. I, it's something <laughs> that I've, <laughs> something I've been thinking about for a while um, and kind of been just slowly moving towards it, like small steps here or there. Um, and I just kind of did it in mainstream you know, I'm on Etsy. So that's, that's, um, um, oh. uh, that's kind of the beauty of, um, that's kind of the beauty of society today is that, you know, you do have the opportunity to kind of go the independent route. Um, and, and like an Etsy or, or, I mean, even this platform I'm on where I'm able to do this and, um, you know, kind of build your own staple, build your own business as opposed to, you know, feeling like you have to work for somebody else your entire life. You know what I mean? There's so much opportunity nowadays. There's so many platforms. There's so many options. And yeah, to I think that was a huge thing for me too. It was like, I kind of want to be my own boss. <laughs> you can kind of like make your own schedule. I mean, it's hard work though. Like right. you're working all the time but it's something that you love to do so why not pursue that you never know what can come of that never do you, you never know till you try right exactly well let's talk about herbal uh herbal fay real quick um not real quick but let's 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 get deep into herbal fay let's say okay. that um <laughs> tell everybody out there uh, about your shop you know what you offer and, and what it's about okay so it's an herbal apothecary so I make herbal products, uh, herbal fay, um, everything herbal, everything, all natural herbs. A lot of the time I will wildcraft them depending on the year. I'll go out and find 
herbs that way, or I just get them sourced by a really good company um, and then have relationships that way with bigger apothecaries that can help supply me. I make sure everything's good quality. Um, the things I offer is tinctures, uh, elixirs, syrups, uh, herbal smokes. Um, so tinctures are just herbs and alcohol. I don't know if anybody has heard of tinctures before or not, but it's just herbs and alcohol. It's super simple. Um, syrups is just herbs and honey and water. And it, kind of like the basis and my foundation of this, it's like, yeah, I have my products here and there that I'm promoting or I'm selling, but it's for me, it's more of an educational kind of outlet. Like I want people to ask questions. I want people to kind of get curious into wanting to figure out how to do it for themselves because it's very easy to do. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. There's a couple of things I want to dive in there. Cause I mean, it's all, it's um, obviously natural living is, is something that I'm 100% into, but I'm, but as far as understanding the, the details of, of what you just spoke about, I'm definitely a novice. So I have a lot of questions. I know, I know the listeners out there do it too as well. Um, you know, you kind of explained a little bit when you said that you make them um, and, and kind of dive into that process. Like how, what, what got you into doing that and how, how does that process, like, what does that process look like? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> that's, that's a long answer. Okay. Let me try and I'm going to be a short story. Um, <laughs> um, how I got into this was a very, very long pathway. Um, how do I start? I, okay. I went to school. I went to college here. I started, um, CCSU, uh, Connecticut central, um, Connecticut state university. And I went for biochemistry originally. I love science. Okay. I just was really good at it. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's try it. Right. Um, I went into biochemistry wasn't feeling it. Um, I changed my major to earth sciences, which was cool. I learned about mineralogy and geology, which was very fascinating. I love that stuff. Um, but it just, it wasn't hitting the spot for me. Um, so I wanted to get into something that was natural healing. And what happened when I was going through the biochemistry program, they were kind of I don't want to say they were pushing it on us, but there was a lecture where they were talking about um, pharmacology and every cell in my body was just like, no, like I was completely against it at the time. Um, completely because growing up, my mother was put on a lot of medications and it was from a doctor who was not licensed to do so. And I saw my mother struggle and thank God she is, back to normal. She's like completely off of all the antidepressants, all of the pharmaceutical drugs, and she seems so much better. Um, but that's why everything in my body was just like, no, there's gotta be a natural way. Um, and there's plants. And that was kind of a thing I've always played with, like right. in the past, like I knew there was something about herbalism, like I've heard about it before, but it was more in like, 
what like harry potter books or like <laughs> like i don't know um world of warcraft video games like yeah. you can be an herbalist like <laughs> but i didn't know you can be an herbalist in real life it was just kind of like wait this is a real thing um and growing up i was also surrounded by nature all the time we had like eight acres of land growing up in the 90s like my mom and dad would kick us outside so we would just be outside until dinner was ready and she would ring the din dinner bell for us to come oh, in. Nice. So <laughs> was always outside, always had to use our imagination. So from there, I mean, I guess plants and nature were just always a part of my life. It's just interesting how I found a way to implement it into like, my passion and my everyday life and to where I'm actually making income from it but yeah. I can also like help serve people and so they can help themselves and do it too it's just a becoming a bigger thing now for me and I feel like even in the world today it's becoming more well known yes um so that's awesome yeah that's um a couple of things there that were really interesting um you know kind of your I mean, you know, I can't say what your motivation was, but just hearing you speak, I mean, the fact that, you know, you had someone as close as your mother actually going through, you know, what most people in the quote unquote Western hemisphere go through as far as Western medicine versus natural, you know, holistic or, you know, um, you know, apothecary type, you know, medicine or, or healing, healing products um, to actually go through that. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel about quote unquote big pharma and the way the whole medical industry is right now? I mean, I can't shake my head and say, no, like get rid of it because it has its place. Um, I feel like everything has its place. Like I am huge advocate on like trying to find balance and seeing both sides to everything. Yeah. Um, and I do want to apologize because when I speak, I kind of go all over the place. So no. if you can really back in sometimes. Hey, that's that's the beauty of a podcast. We can go all over the place. <laughs> There's just so much right, to talk right. about. It definitely has its place. Um, like there's something missing in Western medicine, just in general, like allopathic medicine. There's even allopathic herbalism and herbalists out there there's more to it than that. Like we're missing the spiritual side of it, the esoteric side of it, the traditional side of it that you'd see in the Eastern cultures because herbalism has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Right. It's been, even the Egyptians used it in ancient Egypt, but not only used it as like food, but they used it in like clothing, like for dye um, like calendula is a flower. It's a bright yellow flower. They used to use that in fabrics. Hmm. Um, and then you have the Chinese tradition, which is very, very well known in the herbalist community because they speak about the energetics, which is missing in the Western cultures. Because when you talk about energetics, it's the missing piece. It's <laughs> the... It's the spirit, but it's what it is. It's broken down into Ayurveda. Ayurvedic medicine does this as well. 
um, with herbs, they have the doshas, which I know more so. Um, I think in Chinese medicine, or there's the four temperaments, um, if you ever heard of that. The and board, the no, doshas, um, so it's basically like taking the constitution of the human and the plant has its own energetics. So a good example would be like, I wouldn't suggest an herb that is really drying and hot to someone who is always burning up and is really dry all the time. And I mean, you'll know that through how you live your life. Like if you have like a dry cough or something like that, I'm not going to give you an herb that is an expectorant, but it's a drying expectorant. So it's like allopathic medicine. How do, I'm trying to like back it up so I can connect this because allopathic medicine's like, okay, this is for this. Like this is for a cough here, take it. Right. But it's for the symptom for herbs. You can't do that because we'll be like, oh, this herb didn't work. And it's like, well, what kind of cough do you have? Like, is it a wet cough where it's like very mucusy because then I'll give you mullein because it's super drying and it's expectorant for that kind of case. But if it's a dry, consistent cough, I'll give you marshmallow because it's lubricating to the lungs. It's lubricating to the respiratory system hmm. and it'll help you in that way. So it's more specific um, when we're looking at the energetics of the plant and the constitution of people because we're always changing right. we're very complex yes. we're more complex than we realize and so are the plants and we're very attuned to them more than we realize as well so it's a totally different thing but talking about western medicine it does have its place because if someone's on their deathbed like it's needed or if someone needs an antibiotic for something like it's definitely needed. Like I know urinary tract infections. I used to get them all the time when I was young. Like you need an antibiotic for that <laughs> or it can really turn into something right, serious right, right, like right, a right. kidney infection. And so it has its place. It's trying to find the balance in it, but it definitely, I can't help but to see it being a corrupt system because that's just how I think about things as well. It's like, what else is going on here? Like, oh, yeah, you'll fit it. You'll fit in right with everybody listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything's about, you know, corruption on this side. But um, no, I mean, but you make you make great points. Um, and it's a lot of the reason that you don't see what you offer offered by doctors or um, any type of corporate entity because it all ties into big pharma. And if you and, and herbal Fay, you know, were to take it, let's say to a corporate level, you know what I'm saying? Then that is kind of, uh, you know, kind of, um, goes against the principles of corporate America and big pharma because I'm afraid I'd get whacked or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. See, I they only, yeah. I've, there was something that happened years ago that like a plane fell down or got was crashed and there was a bunch of like holistic healthcare practitioners or something on it or like I maybe I'm making it no, up. No, I feel I like I heard something like Well, here's the thing is like you would only hear it if you were like in that feet, you know what I'm saying, in that demographic or in that field because most the average American 
would like change the channel like that doesn't entertain them like that doesn't okay well i don't know who they are just like um you know dr selby you know he uh, you know however he was you know he died or whatever and there's man there's a doctor i forget his name but he was actually a nutritionist who was um i thought it was brilliant you know from australia and and they said he committed suicide but he was shot twice like i don't know how you shoot yourself twice committed suicide but that's a whole nother yeah. that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> so, but um it is but um it's, it's something that's happening <laughs> that's just yeah. like you don't know um no but that's but, why that's why I, I love what what you're doing because ultimately you have a passion for it and at the same time you want to help people you you put those things together and you're, you're going to be successful this is what it is um, if I can just get somebody to make their own, then I'd be happy. Just one person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of feel the same. I, I feel the same way about this. Like, you know, if I can help, if I can just spark the mind of, of one individual who listens to this podcast, you know, then then I feel like my job is done. You know what I'm saying? Um, a couple mm-hmm. couple things from some people listening live. Um see here what type of herbal smokes do you offer okay so my herbal smokes i only have one blend right now i'm actually working on four others um it has okay it has like all traditional native american herbs that they use instead of tobacco so it's like a tobacco substitute all the herbs in the blend are um, respiratory herbs. So they'll help to relax the chest area and open up the chest area. Um, the herbs within it are Osha, Mullen, Hypsisawa, which they used a lot as a substitute for tobacco and Yerba Santa. And it has an amazing scent and flavor to it. It could be harsh if you don't normally smoke. Right. Um, a lot of people that I sell it to will like mix it in with their tobacco or mix it in with their weed even um it's uh definitely to help people kind of like wean off of cigarettes was my intention okay um or to at least substitute it in between because it'll help like maybe cough up some stuff or just even relax the lungs from coughing constantly that smoker's cough so no, oh, nice, nice, nice. That's funny. You said Mullen. Uh, one of the next comments um, was, and I'm unable to add it to the broadcast, so I apologize. From Carolyn Lockett, she says, "Would you recommend using Mullen that go- that grows in your yard? If so, how?" Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, so how I would wait till it's not flowering. If you see it flowering, all of the energy of the plant is in the flower. And that's not what you want. You want all the energy to be in the leaves because the medicine is the leaves of that plant. So you can just pick the leaves off and uh, dry them. Uh, You can like get, I'm trying to think of an easy way you can dry them. I usually just get like a basket or kind of because it has aeration um, or like a piece of cardboard and like lay them out. Smoking it is like air. Mullen's a wow. very, very, very gentle herb. All right, so we're we're back. Sorry about the the technical difficulties there, but um, I was just asking uh, Gina uh, her thoughts on cannabis. 
right. Yeah, I am a big advocate of cannabis. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> big advocate. Um, trying to remember what I said before. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, but yeah, it's coming out mainstream now. Um, CBD wise, like everywhere, which is amazing. Um, it's definitely a huge reason why I got in the path that I'm on. I started to wonder about what all the other plants can do. Yeah. Um, it definitely was a factor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke now, but I used to a lot and it, it, it really helped help me get through a lot of hard times and I helped a lot of my family members as well get through some hard times. So is there a reason you don't Japanese. smoke now? It's funny because if I smoke now, I notice that my energy goes down Okay. instead of up. So it's just a change, I guess, that I'm going through, which is kind of unfortunate because I used to smoke all the time. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> That's interesting. But, yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting because um, I didn't smoke. Um, I was not a, a smoker. Um I was yeah, ever since I was young when I tried it or whatever and I did it in high school, it just I didn't like the feeling. Um, I definitely was nowhere near like I am mentally now, so who knows what the hell I was thinking, but it always made me paranoid. Um, for some reason, mm-hmm. whatever. So I just never That's really, how I get now too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I never really did it. You know, I, I was more you know, I leaned more towards alcohol. Um but as I've gotten older, I've, 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 and recently I'm talking really recent, I've, I've learned to appreciate cannabis. Um, and, you know, started with CBD and, and then moved on to, um, you know, THC and all that fun stuff. But, um, it's, it's extremely relaxing, you know what I'm saying? Whereas alcohol, you know, it just doesn't make like, it, it might make me live. It might make me social, but I can't really sleep great and I always pay for it the next day. And I'm not saying I go out and get like super drunk or anything, but it, it just, no matter what, it could be one glass of wine. It could be a few, it, it doesn't matter. I'm always, I, I just don't feel great. My, it just doesn't make mm-hmm. me feel good. So, and cannabis is, is completely different. You know what I mean? But I do understand what you're saying about the, the energy level thing. Cause it, I'll, I'll go straight to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I could never do it on this podcast because psh, I'd be <laughs> you, you'd be podcasting with yourself. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's yes. definitely. I feel like I overused it. I feel like I was abusing it. I think that's probably why. I think we do that with tobacco as well, a lot. Like we don't respect the plant or we don't think to because if you think back in native times like they were doing it ceremonially which is a whole different type of energy mm-hmm. that's that with give intention it, that give and, and everything yes for sure energy returned mm-hmm. on energy invested um yes uh i don't know if we broke up before you got to speak about mullen but uh carolyn would like to hear some more about mullen so if you can <laughs> backtrack a little bit Um, and and talk about mullen again yeah so i believe it was if it's in your yard how do you use it right which is crazy because there's so many ways you can use it um if you want to smoke it definitely all the medicines in the leaves 
So you want to make sure that it's not flowering at the time that you harvest its leaves because um, all the energy of the plant will be in the flower instead of the leaves. So you wait till it's not flowering. You don't see a flower. You can clip off the leaves. You can dry them and you'll be able to smoke it. You just keep checking on it. Um, or you can take the leaves and you can put them in oil and I would wait till it's dried and then you can put it in oil because water and oil together will create molds. So we don't want that. Right. Um, but you can infuse it in oil and use that oil after like six to eight weeks. You can use it uh, for ear infections if that's something that happens or occurs frequently. Um, you can also put it in a tea dried leaves in a tea it'll help for any respiratory problems but definitely if it's like heavy mucus okay perfect. if you have a like a lot of moisture in your lungs nice perfect perfect um i'm going to circle back to a couple of things I, I took a couple notes when you were speaking earlier uh why, what does wildcraft mean okay <laughs> just <laughs> threw that term out there <laughs> um so <laughs> Uh, wild crafting is when you go out in nature and you find plants and you collect them, oh, but you wow, don't okay. want to collect all of them. Obviously leave some, but you know, take a little bit, leave some to the earth and you can use them. So that's wild crafting. That's just going out there, crafting the herb basically. That's cool. That's really cool. And um, yeah. I had to ask you about mineralogy because I, I you know I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> lightweight getting into minerals, um, but the study of it is, is pretty intriguing. And the fact that you studied it in school is pretty cool. So c can you just give me like a, I don't know, like a synopsis or a summary of <laughs> mineralogy and, 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 you know, kind of how, how you feel about it and how it, you know, how you use it in an everyday, you know, on an everyday basis. So... The class I took in college mineralogy was like more technical and physical learning of the crystals. So learning like how to identify them through like color and their cleavage. Cause every like selenite, I have selenite right here. Nice. I love <laughs> it. It has just like straight cleavage, like yeah. basal cleavage. So it was mostly like how to identify them more than anything was that class, but crystals have been a huge part of my life oh, ever awesome. since I was a kid. I'm like collecting rocks in the driveway. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love crystals. That's awesome that yeah. you, you're getting that. That's cool. Me too. It's I got me stuff. a, uh, I think this is red Jasper right here. Huge, massive crystal. That's awesome. Yes, yes. You have a, um, last year you had the selenite, but uh, is, that, is that your favorite crystal or do you have a favorite? Selenite's one of my favorites because you don't have to like cleanse it. It's, clean, from what it's I've cleansing as it's, told. yeah, it's on its own, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just cycles energy. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah. just purifies it. Um, so that is right now, yeah, selenite's been my favorite. It nice. always changes depending on where I'm at emotionally, mentally, physically in life. So that's awesome. So you're into crystal <laughs> healing then. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, and like I said, I'm, 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 I'm very lightweight and, and the, at the beginning stages of that journey, but, um, and, and my wife, she's, she's, you know, uh, for, for much further along than I am on that. She actually is the one that kind of gained me and got me into it. Um, 
but it That's but it's fun. it's amazing. Um, it really is amazing, and and something that unfortunately, if you mention to the average person, they look at you like you're crazy, or look at you like you're a witch or something. But um, yeah, the properties <laughs> and 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 the energy and everything that goes behind it. I mean, it's 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 undisputable on, on what it actually can do for you. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Herbal Faye, what, what kind of give us the, the, the background on the choosing of that name for your shop. Ooh. I'm pretty like impulsive sometimes. So there's not like a real reason behind it. Okay. I think I just kind of chose it and it kind of stuck, but okay. I mean, Herbal Faye, herbal fairy um as a kid i always like believed in like fantasies and like fairies and dragons and i love that stuff that that whole <laughs> i wish that was real kind of thing uh fairies have always just been like a big part of my life like i have a tapestry i'm staring at that has fairies on it it's just been always around me Okay. kind of thing I there's no real meaning behind it I guess the intention behind my my whole business probably sprouted the name because I wanted to connect the plant world with the human world mm -hmm. and kind of create that bridge um sure. between like you know a metaphysical kind of realm into our physical realm and I feel like a fairy is a good symbolic, um, a good symbol for that intention. Nice. Oh, cool. I like it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dope name. I had to ask you that. And I told you that before we even got on. I was like, I, we got to find out what's the background <laughs> on that. So for sure, for sure. Um, the benefits. Like you, you kind of, when you talked about your shop, you know, you kind of went into some of the products that you have and, and what they can do. But one, we're huge advocates of mental health on this show, uh, mental health awareness, um, the human condition, um, and and we're also huge advocates of you know energy and and you know spirituality and um, mm -hmm. the esoteric side of things. So, for someone who has never been to your shop or someone who's never really delved into essential oils or elixirs or you know any of the stuff that you offer like what would you tell them how they how that uh your items your the things that you sell can actually help them you know with mental health or just their everyday life well that's a big question because honestly i feel like it definitely takes a certain person to want to find the shop or to even like come across it um and these things so obviously it's calling out to them in some way um i highly suggest people before they even you know impulsively buy or anything which i i respect and i appreciate the mm. support but i want people to be more curious like i want people to talk like i want questions i want people to be like curious about it because it's more herbalism is not going to be the foundation to where that person may want to go. It's a good tool, right? but I'm more so, I would be more so curious of like their lifestyle, like nutrition and stuff like that to then be like, Oh, let me recommend this for you 
and kind of spark them on that path that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answered your question. No, no, but... almost, almost like a consultation <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So like on your, so if somebody goes to your site, is there a, is there kind of a medium or an avenue for them to do that? Is there like a message system, an email system, or what would be the best way for there them to an... contact you basically? Right. There is an email system right now. Um, I do want to take consultations um, later down the road. I just have to set that up and sure. kind of get prepared for that beforehand. But I am always open for if people ever want to contact me through Facebook, Instagram, um, all of those uh, social media icons are on my website, or you can just search Herbal Fay. And I'm always open for conversation questions that's awesome that's awesome yeah. all right well let's let's have some let's have some fun let's let's do some minds like minds type shit real quick you know <laughs> let's um let's dive into some some deep stuff you're up there in connecticut you know probably freezing it's actually pretty cold down here in texas as well but um it's let's... cold <laughs> it's cold i hear you, I hear you. So, so what yeah what type of elixir helps if you're cold you got anything for that you gotta make a cinnamon elixir or something. <laughs> warm, warm, warm the body from the inside, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. But um, you know, we talk. You know, we get into a, a, a number of things on this on this show. Um, but I always start with spirituality and religion, and what I call th- these pillars that I talk about are conversation pieces that most people don't want to talk about. But the, you know, the type of people that I, that I put on this podcast are pretty open and they're pretty, you know, they're, they're pretty much, you know, into discussing things that, you know, not the status quo would, would want to talk about. But where are, you know, how would you summarize your spirituality, religion, if, if you are religious and, and just kind of your overview of, of those two things? Um, so I would say that I am a spiritual person. Um, I'm kind of in a, you got me in a weird state as of today, not like right now, right now, but over the course of a few months, I've been kind of questioning and doubting things again, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. Right. Um, I grew up, um, my dad's Protestant Christian, um, and my mom's Catholic and I was exposed to church. We would go all like every Sunday. Um, I got ties confirmed. Um, but it just didn't seem right. Uh, I questioned a lot of things and there's a lot of things that happened that I'm just like, there's no way like this doesn't make any sense. Like none of this just doesn't feel right. And I started like dabbling into things like I was very, very big into like paranormal and like witchcraft stuff. When I was like 13, I was like interested in this kind of stuff Yeah. Um, and astrology and things like that. Um, just kind of just exploring other ideologies um, and ideas um, just so I can like kind of build my own in a way. If that, you know, no, yeah, I kind of got to a place I think I was in college at the time and this is probably a huge factor to why I left college was just um I just didn't believe in anything anymore 
like it everything i know why i have a funny story it's, yeah it's me. not that funny but it's <laughs> i saw like a ufo oh and i was driving with a boyfriend at the time and i saw like a sparkler come down in the sky kind of like a firework one and you're kind of just like waiting for it to go off like a firework and it's green and it's just sparkling down in the sky and it gets bigger and it elongates and kind of like looks like it turns itself and like vanishes in the sky. And I'm just like, my whole everything just like <laughs> collapsed. I'm just like, wow. What did you see that? Yeah, did you see that? I told you. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, I did not take my eyes out of the sky for oh, I years bet. after yeah. that. I don't know what that was. Oh, like, who knows what that was? Could have been. It, it could have been a UFO. <laughs> it definitely was because it's unidentified. Who knows what yeah, that is? True, but... true. So identified <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> unidentified. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Government, who knows what who that knows? was? But it definitely. Yeah, that that's what started everything. I was like, I didn't believe in anything. I was like, everything is by design, like you say all the time. And <laughs> I just started questioning everything, like to the point where people were getting mad at me because I was literally questioning. Isn't that crazy? Like, Come on, Gina. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that kills me is, and and I speak about this a lot, and I will continue to speak about it is why people get mad, like. That's your opinion. That's, you know, that's, you know, we're all individuals. We all have our own mind. We have our own thoughts. We have our own experiences. So because <laughs> mine is different than what you think is right, you're going to get upset with me or call me crazy or something like that. Drives me crazy. Right? Like, yeah, same. I don't, I don't get it. So. Wow. Um, That started. Yeah. So I just kind of like questioned everything. Um. This was when I was in college at the time and I was having issues with being in college because I'm like, oh, they're just, you know, taking my money. Like, <laughs> what am I doing this for? Like, yeah. this is not what I want to do. Like, um, so I left and kind of just trying to find meaning was kind of hard, um, especially I was I think I was subconsciously upset at myself for leaving college. And I kind of went down a road of like self-destruction. I went down a really bad path um, and because I kind of just felt like everything was meaningless at that point. It was just like the world was on my shoulders. I saw everything for what it really was it, and what I felt like anyways at the time and I just couldn't handle it. Um, and then something happened um, like a year or two after I left college to where I was like, okay, you can continue down this self-destructive path your entire life, or you can do something with your life that, you know, you can find purpose in and maybe you'll be happy. Um, so that, you know, changed my frame. And I was already like into crystals and spirituality to a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I went on a drive one day and I came across this small business, this small metaphysical business, um, not too far from here where I'm at right now in Connecticut. And just a little shop, you walk in, there's crystals everywhere. And yeah. 
I met this woman who was an herbalist and a shamanic light worker. Okay. And I started talking with her and taking classes with her. And uh, she was also a Reiki teacher as well. So I was exposed to that. And that's another huge factor to why I went to Arizona and studied herbalism and everything. And God bless her soul. She passed away when mm. I came back here. I wanted to see her when I got back here. Yeah. And, uh, that was unfortunate. Um, she was a amazing person. She's an author too. You can probably okay. look up her books. She's a uh, writes children's books, like fiction books. Um, okay. Maya Contreu. Contreu. Okay. Okay. C O I N T R E A U. Contreu. But yeah, she was an amazing person. All right. Her energy is um, still here, you know, through you. Yeah. And, and others. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so she was a huge reason why I decided to go to Arizona and I studied herbalism, but I also was just in a place of understanding something I didn't like. I was understanding that, you know, I was a lot, there's, how do I say this? That I was a small part to something bigger. Um, and that really helped me a lot. Like I found myself, I think, found my purpose and passion and kept moving. Mm -hmm. And, but I never stopped questioning things um, because I feel like you can go so far deep into these ideologies mm -hmm. and you can still find ego. You can still find those negative human emotions, right. even in those places like in religion in spirituality um it's it kind of turns me off to it and it still it makes me like question things further which is always good and again it's me trying to find balance between it all it's like i think we're meant to understand and take um to take an understanding like pieces of everything mm -hmm but not to fully indulge in it because I think that's when we kind of lose ourselves again. That's a great, that's actually a great point because, and I love the way you said that because when you do fully indulge in something, you're attaching to it. And, you know, part of the whole, you know, mantra of an egoless life is not to really attach to anything. And um, the balance, like you said, you know, I tell, I, like for instance, I'll use politics, which is, I'm going to ask you that in a few minutes just to get, get yourself prepared. But I'll take politics, for instance. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about politics. I can't stand politics, but it's all by design. It's all a game. And the only way you'll ever understand the game or realize what's happening is if you just get more information about it. So I'll talk about it and I'll give my opinions about it. Uh, but I have to know about it in order to talk about it and to, to be able to point out, you know, this is why this is happening. This is why this is by design. This is why this is bullshit. This is why they're playing you. All those types of things. Because um, it comes down to the balance. You have to learn every side of it, you know, and then formulate your own opinion and your own thoughts on said subject. You know what I'm saying? That's everything. And that's not easy either. It's not. No, because there's so much shit. I mean, there's, I mean, if you, if you talk about religion, there's, I mean, how many damn, 
how many damn religions are there? You know what I mean? If you know, for, and I love, and I love the, I love studying religions. I don't love religion. I can't stand religion. Um, but I love studying them because there are truth. There are truths in religion. It's just covered up by ego and a bunch of other bullshit. Um, but to, to sit here and, and, and try to, to, to take the time to literally know from top to bottom every single religion, unless that's what I wanted to do as a passion for my life, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough task to, to, to do or to, to try and accomplish. Little grains of truth. We just have to find them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to put it too. Okay. Okay. So, well, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, you know, you you said your dad's a Protestant, your, your mother's a Catholic. Um, are they uh, actively to this day practicing? No. Okay. No. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Okay. I think it was to, to just kind of set a, what am I even trying to say? What's the word? I don't even know what the word is. I think, well, for my dad anyways, it's just kind of setting this, um, not even setting anything. He was just trying to expose me to something so I can kind of think for myself, which is good. I think. No, I mean, I, I mean, my family, uh, I mean, I was baptized Catholic. I was raised by Catholic Catholicism and Islam, you know, from my stepdad. And, uh, you know, I was around Christianity pretty much my entire life. So I've kind of seen a couple different sides of it. Um, I studied, um, I can't remember the class, but, um, world religions in, in, in school and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's expansive, you know, but it's great to, it's great to see it from every, from every angle. So you can realize that, Hey, look, you know, if I was born in Tibet, probably wouldn't be exposed to too much Christianity. You know what I mean? Or if I was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it just makes you think, I was like, okay, well that can't be the only way if, you know, if I'd never even be exposed to it, does that mean that I'd never have the opportunity to quote unquote, go to heaven or, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't, you know, I'm not going to jump into all that, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, what is heaven? Yeah, right, right, right. Or what is hell? That's the better question. Um, Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, but I, I'll transition to, um, well, I want to I want to stay on spirituality for a second because you did say you delve into, you know, um, metaphysics a little bit and and obviously you're into the more esoteric side of things um how do you feel about metaphysics do you have you um spoken to a psychic before have you did you have a reiki or energy healing um with that individual like have you experienced anything on the metaphysical side yeah um yeah i've experienced a lot uh did get a Reiki healing and I've been attuned to give my own. Oh, oh um, awesome. Which is not something I practiced, I could say, <laughs> but um, it's an interesting experience. Um, I noticed like a lot of, how do I explain this? It's just like a lot of emotion comes up for me around it. Um, 
because I think I was so like sheltered from it. Yeah. Um, so when I experienced my first healing, it was like Reiki healing. It was just a lot that had to do with like my heart center. And it was, it's kind of funny when you get a Reiki healing, like you just kind of lay down and there's nice music and the room is dim and you have like aromatherapies going on and you just relax. It's almost like a meditation. Right. And you kind of, the person scans your body over the certain meridians and chakra centers or chakra centers. And you can feel the heat of the, of uh, whoever's performing it, their energy coming through you. And it's basically directing your own life force energy to places that may be blocked or stagnant. Um, And a lot of the area was around my heart and she was over my heart, like, like maybe three feet because there was so many walls there. She couldn't like get through, which was really like, I was just like, Whoa, what? (laughs) That's something I have to work on. I guess that was like four years ago. I definitely have, but it's just, it's just a crazy experience and it's something that not even crazy but it's just something we don't think about all the time I feel like we are more so now right but it's there's something underlying like everything is connected and that's why I was talking about the energetics with herbs because in western culture we're so focused on the physical actions of things and the chemicals and how they work and like just physical day-to-day life we don't think about the emotions too much or the mental energy and how that all is connected all is affecting each other and your auras around you and it can take a toll on you like if you have um like something mental going on or something emotional like trauma wise if that doesn't get worked through, you can get really physically ill later in life. And it's just something to think about. Like if you worked on your physical health and exercised and ate more, it helps your mental health and your emotions. It helps stabilize everything kind of like trickles through just because everything's connected. It's just really fascinating. No, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, the correlation between energy and pretty much your entire being is amazing. And and, mo- and something that most people don't think about and then, you know, or don't know about or, you know, look at it as kind of pseudoscience per se. Um, yes. We had, um, we had a, an energy Reiki healer um, on the show few episodes ago i want to say about five episodes ago Rosalind santos and she um is, is amazing at what she does and you know she she spent an hour just breaking down how how you know we're all energy and 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 how the whole energy healing works and it was absolutely fascinating it was it was, it was amazing and um I am a huge proponent, like anyone who talks to me or, you know, comes to me for guidance or any advice or anything. One of the first things I'll say is, you know, get an energy healing. You know, it's the first thing I'll say is see where those energy blockages are, because 
uh, we're, we are energy. We're made of energy. We are energetic beings. We're electrical beings. And if you have an energy block, it's like you said, you know, you had, the, you know, around your heart area or wherever it is, whatever chakra that it ends up connecting to, it's going to affect you in a different way. So mm-hmm. um, ultimately, um, huge proponent of it. My wife, she actually she's actually Ray. I think she's Reiki one certified. She will comment and let me know if I'm wrong, but I think it's Reiki one certified. <laughs> um, and she performed a Reiki healing on me. That was the first time I ever did it. And I will vouch for everything you just said, because the the, the first thing you'll notice is the heat. <laughs> like, you know, she's going over my body and I could feel the heat. And the craziest part is when she went over my eyes. Like I started having because I'm you know, I meditate a lot and I can get pretty deep. And, you know, I was in a pretty deep meditative state just based on the atmosphere and the ambiance. And when she got over my eyes, the colors that were going on were, were unbelievable. Like, I've never experienced anything like it. You know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> I, huge proponent of it. I, I think everybody should do it uh, for sure. A hundred percent should do should do energy healing. I'm going to I'm going to add uh, Deshaun, the definition, my co-host on. He's jumping on. Let's see if I can get him on here with us. Now, one thing I didn't ask you about, Gina, and you kind of you kind of alluded to it um, just based on, you know, your your um, explanation of how, you know, you want to offer something to someone after knowing, you know, kind of what their lifestyle is like. What are your thoughts on nutrition like food and, and uh, you know, wh- whether it's a vegetarian lifestyle or meat eating or, or uh, all natural, all organic? Like, what are your thoughts on nutrition? So that's a huge foundation, I feel. And like I said before, a couple of times, like balance is a huge thing for me. I like to see both sides of everything. It's just trying to find that balance. And I was vegan for like three years, I want to say. Usually you'll know what, okay, that's not making me feel good. Like I should probably cut back on the spicy foods. Like your body will tell you like, I feel like when it comes to vegetarianism or veganism, it's really good to do it in spurts. Like maybe even do it for like a month that totally cleanses and resets your system and then go back to eating whatever you want again. I mean, that's how. (laughs) Right, right. Everybody's different. So it's just trying to figure out what's best. No, I hear you on that. And, and I think the, the the biggest thing you said was your body will tell you. Like I've been I've been vegetarian for three years and um like if I even uh, the thought even comes to my mind of like for instance, I took the the wife out to um Papado's, right? She loves lobster, right? And she's a vegetarian too, but you know, she she'll have her lobster. You, you ain't taking her lobster away from her, right? Um, so I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, you know what? I really want some gumbo. I think I'm gonna give me some gumbo. You know what I mean? I, and, and I, and I'm putting my mind to it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give me some gumbo. I never, I never go out, you know, and, 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 and indulge like that. So I'm gonna do it. But the moment I set my mind to it, like my body just had a certain feeling like, nah, you don't want that gumbo, bro. 
<laughs> you don't want you don't want to eat that and i decided to not to eat it or whatnot but that's you know that's kind of me speaking to what you said about your body will tell you what you want or what you need i should say and that's with anything like you know if i go to if i go to a fast food joint and i get you know some fries or I go, if i go to sonic and get you know some fries some potatoes have some mozzarella sticks my body will tell me real quick oh you're gonna feel like shit for the next five hours no doubt. The price you have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> the risk versus reward, right? <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, getting back to kind of where we were before, um, and feel free to jump in, Deshaun, at any time, man. Um, you know, you you were you know we talked about metaphysics, we talked about spirituality, we talked about religion. Um, with everything going on in twenty twenty specific to the election and whatnot like where do you fall in when it comes to politics i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it um i don't lean right i see like bad and both because i just like you said crafted that way to divide us and it makes me so sad that some people yeah in it and, and it's just the why why did why can't we come together to be effective not correct and i think it's just it's just an ego game, unfortunately. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I don't know how deep you want to go with this. How how <laughs> how long have you felt that way? Like, have you always felt that way about it, or did you go through any? Because some people go through phases. Some people, I mean, most people, I mean, most people, especially you know, around our age and whatnot, especially growing up, they like, they never even, they don't even, they never even really dove into it. It just kind of, it was there, but you know, they didn't really dive too deep into it. I just started to, um, this past couple years because things are just kind of like in your face. I feel more so than ever right now. I feel like there's a lot of division going on that needs to be like, obviously it's in our face. We can't like hide from it. It can't like, um, I was going to say we need to recognize it more, but I think it's really in our face right now. Um, I've been, you know, getting more into it. Okay, I probably should. It always put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, it always did. Like, um, my father's very conservative. And, I mean, he's tried to paint the... Like, he, you know, he only means the best. But sometimes it gets even him like sometimes it just gets too much it's like where is my father right now like (laughs) like it's using us as pawns that's what I always say I'm like we're just the pawns in this game and we're so and it's like we're so easily manipulated and I don't even think we realize it and I'm actually quite terrified I don't even know if we know how to turn that off like we do I don't think we do. I think maybe we do. 
they know or they you know the trigger words or um and they just know how to it's the tv it's the movies it's the music it's everything it's the phones it's in our face and it's getting to the point where we can't escape it it's It's all about the indoctrination programming programming at its Mm. best um yeah good old television (laughs) television um that's so true you know it's like they want and that's where the divide comes in. They want to divide us because that makes us pay more attention. And the more energy we put towards it, you know what I'm saying? The more it's going to, it's going to grow. And until we can, we can eliminate that energy we putting, we're putting towards it. Then, then maybe we can have some real change. But until then it's going to be the same dog and pony show every year, every four years, however you want to put it. Every four mm-hmm. years, the political Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like entertainment. It's sad to it say is. that, but it is. That's all it is. Oh, it, it is. I mean, you see show. how they lead it it's up. They, they got a pregame show just like the NFL and a post and a postgame show. <laughs> postgame show. <laughs> so messed up. They, hey, they, they, they got stats. <laughs> <laughs> they got replay. <laughs> God. Oh, man. No. People don't see and I'm like, how do you know? We've been um, we've been so indoctrinated to to watch the news two, three times a day with the same stories over and over. You have your stories that play on the fear. You have your story that plays on your the, the indoctrination is it's like we say, it's all by design to keep us You know, like you say, needing chopped and spliced. But it's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to control people that that fear a group of like-minded people. Easier to, it's easier to steer when they're full of fear. And, and looking for somebody to save them. That's my opinion. Yeah, and to go off of that, it's values from ideology and ideas that we don't even know. The stuff is just by design, they created it. And we can't, it's like hard to trace it back. Yeah. And it is to put us into a fear state or to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, a great analogy of that is, I mean, look how, you know, look how parenting works, you know, sometimes with, with certain parents and, you know, look, parenting isn't easy by any means. But no. how many parents use fear to control and manipulate their kids? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. And, and that's kind of the same <laughs> dynamic that the government and the power, honestly, the powers that be do to, to the people is let's oh, use fear 
you know, so you need us like, and there's a great segue to COVID-19 and I, and and we'll get to your thoughts on that, Gina. Um, And wherever, whatever, however you fall on that, the fact is that there's a lot of fear going on and through that fear, they can once again, control a lot of things. So Gina, I'll ask you, you know, what, you know, obviously what a year 2020 um, with COVID-19 and, and everything else that's gone with the election, with the social issues, which we'll get into if we have a chance as well. Um, but where do you fall uh, on the whole COVID-19 situation and, and pandemic situation? I've been questioning it since it happened. I was just immediate, like, this is just where my brain is and where it goes. I'm like, there, this isn't like, whoa. oh my gosh, I feel like it's never going to go away because, and I know there is a lot of people being affected by, by this. And again, I can't really speak on that because I'm not, I haven't really been affected by it, but I, I know of people that have been, and I know that people are getting sick, but the numbers make me question, like I have doubts in those. Um, we have our, you know, theories on it but we don't know what it is and they're using it to divide us and separate us I know people that still don't have jobs I'm looking at it from my perspective because like I can hardly afford an apartment by myself right now and I can only you know I have my business on the side and that's my fear I'm like we're all going to be in poverty and we're all going to be fighting for resources like I I've never seen so much like uh, crime in my area where, I mean, there has been in like the towns that I grow up in, but like people are really breaking into people's cars. Like I know it's almost Christmas time, but like it's more than normal where it would be occasionally like one or two, like I would hear one year, but it's like every day. Hmm. Wow. So it's just a lot of things stemming from this right now. It's, it's a, it's a crazy time. You brought out some really, really great points. Um, and that's the thing you're questioning it, you know, being skeptical about it. And, and I think everybody should, and there's nothing wrong with that. Even though people want to label you something and call you crazy or call you a conspiracy theorist or whatever the case may be, like we're talking about something that affects our livelihood every single day. If you're not questioning it, questioning it, if you're not skeptical about it, then you're being irresponsible to you and your family. I mean, it, in my opinion, like you have to question it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And I, and it's been around me. Um, I haven't had it, but it has been around me. Um, so I've seen it firsthand. Um, people are getting sick. I can't tell you how they're getting sick. I can't, you know, <clears throat> based on the research you know, that I've done and, and, and people that sources and people that I, you know, put a lot of, um, validity, validity into, um, books that I've read. I'm still on the fence on if it's a virus or if it's an environmental toxin type thing, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't say one way or another. And, and the crazy thing is, is neither can, neither can scientists. You know, they can't tell you they mm-hmm. can't tell you if it if it's actually a virus, because the testing that they do, that, that that's not what it's doing. It's not detecting if there's a virus in you. It's 
that's a whole nother podcast, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, but, but the skepticism, the questioning, um, that comes into play because I mean, you have doctors all over the world saying different things. And if you have doctors saying different things, how's the everyday person supposed to rely on anything? If you can't trust everything, you have to question everything. So. Mm-hmm. And I do understand like what my parents are concerned about it, especially my mother. And I, I totally get it, but it's just, it's not, I don't want it to keep me from living my life. Like that's kind of what it's doing to people. It's exactly what what is them away from their family. Um, it's turning, it's turning a society. It's another tool that's turning society against each other. You know, completely creating more division. Um, and 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 we have the the mask wears versus the non-mask wearers, the symptomatic and the asymptomatic. You know, like like Ramon says, people are getting sick. We don't know where that's stemming from. It hit the airwaves with the uh, the Wuhan and all that kind of stuff there. You know, it's 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 all by design, man. Like um, if you can't if you can't trust the medical field, and and it's not even like like we we place our trust in the medical field to to keep us healthy but it's like we're almost like we're getting we're being deceived yeah <clears throat> that's sad it's sad because you don't know you don't know that we don't know the end game i mean we can right right you know right, it's right. Here, here's what's crazy and somebody brought this to my attention um a couple days ago about 5 to 7 years ago there were a lot of in a lot of independent media that were talking about like an economic reset and you know but the only way that's going to happen something big is going to have to happen and everybody shunned it called it conspiracy and all these other things right and then five to seven mm-hmm. years later what happened COVID 19 which has completely done what they said was going to happen now, I just don't know. I don't know what the end game is. Is it a part of Agenda 21, Agenda 30, and, and those, you know, far-fetched ideas? Um, or is it, you know, just another something to make a lot of rich pharmaceutical companies even richer? You know, because we got what? Four or five vaccines coming out. You talked about separation. Now you're going to have the vax, the the vaxers versus the anti-vaxers. So that's another another part of division, right? And 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 it's not one company that's coming out with a vaccine. You got four or five different. You got Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer. You got Moderna. You've got uh, I can't remember the the fourth one, but there's another one like Astro Astro something. I can't remember what it is. And then you got the Oxford guys in the UK as well they're developing one you know what i'm saying and these are all very wealthy companies that are just going to get richer based on that so is that the end game you know should everyone going to get a vaccine make some make some money and and that's how it works i don't know i don't know what the end game is you have to get vaccinated if you don't get vaccinated you can't travel anywhere oh you know it's going to be like that it's exactly going to be like that and that that is by design as well. Travel bans, 
Um, pretty soon it's probably going to be broken down to if you don't receive a vaccine, you can't go to the food pantry. <laughs> yeah, because they're really going to drive us to get some form of this vaccine that, that we have no knowledge of. You know, and they say it takes years for vaccines to develop and tested and all this. Man, this shit, this shit is Christ. Um, this shit is Christ. I mean, shit. We, you know, somebody said that they might not mandate it, but there's a way around that. And the way around that is, is if corp- major corporations mandate it, because everything is is controlled by corporations. I mean, what if Walmart says if you don't have the vaccine, you can't come to Walmart? I mean, think yeah. about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have, if you don't have certification that you've been vaccinated, you can't come to Walmart. I mean, Ticketmaster's already doing it. You can't go to a concert unless you have proof that you've either had a test within 24 hours saying you don't have it, or you have the vaccination. Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster controls. I mean, how many you know concerts, sporting events. I mean that's that's wow. that's that's a huge step for for a company like that. You know who's to say American Airlines don't do the same thing? You can't fly on our plane unless you've been vaccinated. Or Amazon. Oh, oh shit! Well, see the thing about Amazon <laughs> is everything's online, so I don't know. <laughs> That'd be some crazy shit. <laughs> hey, man, you if you don't show proof of the vaccine, we can't send you anything. <laughs> or you, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, can't. Yeah. You can't. You know, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's 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 a hey, it's to crash the economy, man. To I think they're trying to bring another system in, but in order for them to bring another system in, they got completely crush the system that's in place, and then put the system online over here and across the pond and connect them through five G. Through five G, <laughs> straight up, straight up. No. Straight up. no. <laughs> Straight up, uh, super. Like super, the cell super phones are bad enough. Bad. Like, oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. You know, um, I read this article on Forbes, uh, Forbes.com, and I'm not like a huge advocate of Forbes, but they got some credibility, right? <clears throat> um, but the article broke down the trials of these va- of these vaccines and. Long story short, most people think that this vaccine is going to prevent you from getting COVID-19. No, that's not what these trials are for. This vaccine, all it is, is going to suppress your symptoms. It's not going to prevent you from getting COVID-19. And most people don't know that. They think if they take the vaccine, that that's going to prevent them from getting the, uh, the, the sickness. No, you can still get the sickness. It'll just suppress the symptoms and the symptoms that they're testing are the common cold, headache, sore throat. They're not testing it on people that are severely sick with like pneumonia or any type of respiratory issues. And that's, and I'm not here trying to, to just completely shun the idea of taking the vaccine. I just want people to understand it's no different than the flu vaccine. Like some people still think the flu vaccine can stop you from getting the flu. No, that's not what it's, that's not what it does. It just suppresses the symptoms when you do get the flu. So just a little, a tidbit that I read on Forbes and I was just like, wow, 
Like most people don't know that. Most people think that they're going to get this vaccine and that means they're never going to get, or at least there's a really good chance they're never going to get COVID. Well, I'll tell you this. If you don't take the vaccine, you might get COVID, but there's probably a 99% chance that you'll, that you're going to survive. Now, well, are we done talking about COVID? (laughs) I think we we should still referring to the COVID-19 as, Weapon X. Weapon X. <laughs> Weapon X. I like it. Well, Gina, what do you do for fun? You play video games, you watch movies. What, what do you do? Yeah, I love video games. I love video games and hiking. I mean, it's too cold for that, but hiking usually. <laughs> but I work a nine to five job right now. Connecticut from Arizona. I kind of just been like catching up with friends here and there and we like car rides, so car rides is the thing. <laughs> Just listening to music with good people. What kind of music? Uh, EDM music, mostly. <laughs> I was actually listening to classical today because I needed to calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I love all kinds of music. Jazz is another one that is like a go-to if I'm like cooking in the kitchen or something like hey. that. I love jazz hey. music. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so... Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, music is like everything to me. Good. It gets me through my day, that's for sure. Yeah, music music can be beautiful. For sure, for sure. Um, what about movies? You got a favorite movie or anything? Favorite genre? I haven't been watching movies lately. Um, okay, well, I like movies that make me think. It's a well-known movie, The Matrix. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Like... That's a classic. That's a classic. My favorite part is when he um, he's talking to the Oracle and he knocks that thing over and she's like, now the question is, would you have knocked it over if I didn't tell you or whatever? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's a, that's, that's a classic. <laughs> Actually, I want to watch that again. You know, it's one of those like that. Um, Especially now. Yes, yes. Um, what other movie? Um, we should we should throw a watch party and uh, watch The Matrix. Yeah, for sure. And I bet you it connects on a whole different level now. Yeah. Then when you know what I'm saying because I think I think that came out in '99, something along the, those lines. So man, I bet you that connects definitely '90s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Gina, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, and, and we'd definitely love to have you back if you'd be willing to come back to talk to us crazy folk. Um, <laughs> we def, uh, pl- yes, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we want you to plug everything. So tell everybody about, uh, you know, where they could find your shop, uh, a, a quick sales pitch for your shop, and then also all your social media. <laughs> Okay, so you can find me at herbalfay.com. There, there's ways you can get my email and you can contact me directly. Um, Facebook as well, Herbal Fay. Um, yeah, just reach out to me and ask me questions, anything. I love to talk to people about herbs and how they can better their lives. And thank you guys so much for being here and letting me speak with you. This has been fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Deshaun, any last words, brother? Hey, man, you know what? Uh, 
Thank you so much for coming on, dropping knowledge to us. Uh, I truly do apologize for missing the first hour of the show. Um, next time we come up, come back on, I, I'll be I'll be better prepared <laughs> because I have I have like a list of questions about herbs and shit that just grew like this. You did what I'm saying. So you know, thank you for coming on. Thank you for um, sharing your time with us. You know, I highly appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, thank all the listeners out there, especially everyone um, watching live. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button in your lower right-hand corner. And anybody listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Be well appreciated. And follow us on Spotify. We're also now on Amazon Music, so you can ask Alexa to play Minds Like Minds podcast, and you'll get to hear our our voices. So um, thanks, everyone out there. And we will be back next week. Y'all be good. Peace.